you know, we get deals from, you know, other investors that we work with, um, you know, just, just some direct marketing we do ourselves. Um, you know, so you, you just really got to, you know, be out there and be willing to partner with different people because you don't, you never know where a deal is going to come from. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What is going on, E? My brother. It's, it's fall. It's not <laughs> hot anymore. Everything looks amazing, feels amazing. Thanksgiving is coming up. I'm excited, bro. It's, it's my favorite time of the year. It's Q4 of the year, so really busy into really planning early now for 2021 what it is that we're doing so i had a meeting with my my business partner john for the um for our apartment acquisition so kind of already setting up some goals looking at markets so i love this time of the year right because we get to kind of like harvest everything that's happened up to this point and then kind of start planting seeds for the future which is which is always my favorite thing you know Absolutely. And you're getting into your busy season, right? Yeah, that as well. Yeah. Um, what is really funny is, and I think I've seen this in our, in our group as well, is the fact that reservations are coming, but they're coming a lot later. So they're coming yes. really on top of time and they're really long, actually. Like the, all the stuff that we're getting lately is I get nothing, nothing, nothing. And then like two weeks before the beginning of, of anything specific, we'll get long reservations, like a month, six weeks. Um, so people are really kind of waiting for the last minute, which is very unusual. <clears throat> it's definitely a trend for this year and this time in particular. I've been on yeah. a few different conferences lately, and that's just a trend across the board. A lot more last minute bookings. People are just hesitant to travel because they don't know, yeah. you know is there going to be a second wave of this whole thing or whatever. So they're just kind of holding out and then just booking those trips last minute. So. Yeah. So got to get used to it. You know what I mean? But, but we're definitely back up to, to good occupancy for this time of the year. And now we're going into season. So I'm not, I'm not worried. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Well, today we've got two very special guests that we've been friends with for Jesus, probably four, four years, five years now, which is crazy. Um, Today we have Scott and Heidi Huggins down in the Carolinas. We, like I said, we've known them for a while. They're, they've got their hands in all sorts of real estate and they bring a wide variety of skill sets and experience. And um, they've got nine units now and they use all three different models that we talk about. They own some, they master lease or rental arbitrage some, and then they co-host some. So we will definitely talk about all three of those models, pros and cons, um, operating and scaling and creating systems and all that good stuff so without further ado welcome to the show guys thanks glad to be here man thanks glad for having us on 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for being here. So why don't you kind of take us back, give us a little bit more about your, your background and how you guys got into short-term rentals. Well, uh, you know, we've been doing real estate investment for quite a while. Um, you know, and I, I had a background, um, and just reg regular long-term rentals. And, you know, probably about three years ago, we had a property. We, we had, uh, we got it creatively and we were trying to sell it on a lease lease option and just weren't, we're not getting a lot of qualified people. Um, so we heard about this Airbnb thing. So we we're like, Hey, let's put it on there and see how that does. And uh, so we listed it and probably the only good, good thing we had going for us was because we were trying to sell it. We had really good professional pictures. It's just the whole place was empty with no furniture though. But uh, so we put those on there and uh, we had people, you know, believe it or not, just starting to book it. And they were asking, Hey, what's the furniture look like? And we were like, Oh man, we might be onto something. We got to get some furniture. <laughs> so, and it just nice. kind of threw off from there. I love it. And so what was, what was that first deal? Kind of walk us through that a little bit more. So you were, it was a property that you guys were flipping. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a flip property at first. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, we're in Charleston and it's kind of a little sub, suburb of Charleston, I guess you could say. So it's not like a really known vacation spot, really. Uh, it's a little bit further out from Charleston and the beaches. But um, so we acquired it through a, uh, a referral from another investor. So um, it was a foreclosure. We, so we took it over that way. Um, we took it over what's called a, um, a sub two. So we assumed the, uh, the payments on the previous mortgage for the guy, bailed him out, assumed the mortgage, did the rehab on it trying to flip it. Like I said, we, you know, we were trying to sell it creatively on the lease option. Just we're not getting people with the, the down payment. So we ended up doing, the, doing a short term around on it. Sure. So for those folks that aren't familiar with, with subject twos, because I've gotten a lot of questions around different types of creative financing. So at a high level, basically you've got an owner of a property that's some in some sort of distress situation where they've, they're basically falling behind on the bills and they're, they're going to lose the house at some point. So you basically come in and take over the mortgage and then you, you end up with whatever equity they had in the property and you save them from going through foreclosure and, and all that. Right. Right. Correct. And believe it or not, they don't necessarily have to be in foreclosure. We've, we've done these where just, just from direct marketing, you know, just people wanting to get out of properties. You, you can do it that way too. They don't necessarily have to be behind. Awesome. Or they could be in about foreclosure and then we can um, try to help them, you know, we, with their, you know, um, consent, we reposition their loan and try to get it, you know, where we can, um, you know, pay the payments and that it's not, you know, going into foreclosure anymore. Or, you know, if, if, it's, if they have this, it's a month before it goes into foreclosure, we can get them out of that. So we really, yeah, sometimes, sometimes. We really like in, um, helping people you know, with the problems. Yeah. yeah. Problems, what it's all about. That's the name of the game. Yeah. And, and to me, what's amazing is like for our listeners, I think over time you just get to hear how many ways you can kind of get here, right? Like mm -hmm. what's the saying? How many ways you can kill a chicken? Like there's a lot of ways, right? There's a lot of ways for you to get into real estate with little to no money down. It's really about like, really two things is how outside of the box can you think? And then two, what Heidi and Scott just said is like, you got to kind of like, like, like helping people. Cause if you like helping people, you can help them 
solve their problems. And that's when we get paid at the end of the day, you know? Um, so you went online, first listings, no, no furniture, which I, I've, never, I've never done personally to list something with no furniture, but apparently it works. Uh, We've done to, it again, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, right? It's crazy. I didn't know. Uh, to nine units now. So what, what happened there? Where are some of the, some of the lessons? What kind of helped you guys get to the scale? Well, you know, you gotta, you really have to go out and, you know, partner with people to get the deal flow coming in. And that's the main thing. Um, like I said, we already kind of had a, an investment background. So we were already networking with other investors. So, so that's, you know, we get deals from, you know, other investors that we work with, um, you know, just, just some direct marketing we do ourselves. Um, you know, so you, you just really got to, you know, be out there and be willing to partner with different people. Cause you don't, you never know where a deal is going to come from. You know, you just got to be putting the word out there. And you never know what the, those people want. Sometimes we partner with people and, um, you know, they own the house and we just, you know, we do our thing, fill it with furniture and um, then we manage it and they're totally hands off, you know, except for paying their mortgage payment. Um, some people want to be more involved, you know, with it. Some people want to be too, way too involved in it and we kind of shy away from those you know people because i yeah. i'm a control freak <laughs> so yeah. i have to have like you know yeah. control of everything so um but it works well with you know our investors because then they know where we stand and they know where i stand and they know you know that um we're strong mm -hmm. with it you know what we yeah. do yeah so um, when you so when you take over for somebody and you're doing on the management side, you guys do all the furnishings and everything else, and then they just kind of get get a check. When well, you do the management. there yeah. is one property that we have like two homes on on the river, and they had a majority of the furniture. I just go in there and you know make it look nice. So mm -hmm. I just go make in it and better. Design it, yeah, mm -hmm. and um, and so we've made that one work, and that's very profitable over there. Um, another way that we, you know, part with partner with people is just like real estate agents. If they bring us a deal and they can't sell the house, you know, we give them an acquisition fee and we just take the whole thing over and we try to help, you know, the person that's in distress. So there's so many different ways, you know, I forgot about that one. So I wanted to <laughs> add that one too, because that one's important, you know? Yeah. I was going to ask, I want to go a little bit deeper because one of the big questions I get, especially from newer folks is like, how do I find these properties? Right. Especially if they're going to like co-host somebody else's property. So the way that, the way that we have set it up is basically the, the owner pays for all the furnishings, like we'll design it, but then they, they pay for all those costs, but then they participate in the upside. So it's like a 75, 25 split. Mm -hmm. So they make more than they would if they were just going to you know, rent it to us on a 12 month lease, like a, a rental arbitrage, but they're, they're making the investment in all the furnishings and the decor and the linens and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. So for you guys, we've talked about a few different ways of, of structuring deals, but I want to kind of unpack that a little bit more. So you can work with agents. So you're going to pay them an acquisition fee is yep. what does that look like? Like, is it a percentage? Is it a fixed amount? Like, how do you guys structure that type of stuff? It's, it's a fixed amount because we want them out of the way, you know, 
as soon as possible. Yeah, just a like a referral fee. Yeah. So like a, and agents are already used to that. They, they're used to getting like a referral fee. What's like a standard referral fee? Like I think for that one, we did, you know, 500 to $1,000, you know, whatever, whatever your market is and whatever you feel comfortable and whatever your numbers of support. Sometimes, yeah. well, with you got to make it work a while. The so. first one was 2000. The first one was 2000 acquisition fee, but we were taking over the whole house. I mean, it was pretty much ours and we just mm. wanted, you know, to get her out of the way. And, you know, and then after that, it was a done deal. And we've had that house for like almost three years now. And mm. we've actually got somebody in there for four months and it's doing very well. So, and is that, that's a house that you own now or yeah. is that a house that, okay, got it. So you use agents for a referral, not just for um, necessarily vacation rentals. You just use agents for referrals on deals that are a little bit complicated and then they can come to you and then you guys choose what to do with it. If you're right. going to rent it, flip it, assign it, whatever. Right, right. We kind of we kind of know, you know, what we're going to do with it, obviously, before we get it. But um you know, yeah, we like to have some different options. And Heidi's actually talking about this house we're in right here. Um, you know, we paid the agent kind of refer a referral fee for that, you know, similar to what he would get on a commission. And uh, we took it over and we're, you know, we've been here like, what, two, three years now. So, this house. Now we're, awesome. now we're, li we're living in this one. So <laughs> this nice. was a huge house. We, it's very nice. So it's so, awesome. So you've got, the ref huh? you've got the agent referral fees. And then you mentioned, I guess, like investor relationships and then like direct mail type stuff. So can we kind of unpack those a little bit more? So when you're saying investor relations, what does that look like? Um, so like I said, we, you know, we had an investment background um, before we kind of got into short-term rentals. So, um, so a, a lot of, a lot of the deals we get are just from, you know, going to net investor network meetings, um, you know, um, participating in other deals because then they hear about us and we talk about what we do and um, and the word just kind of gets around and then they, you know, you just, you'll, you'll just get some deals kind of just flowing your way just from doing that naturally. Um, just getting out there and talking to them about what you do and and because uh, a lot of people don't understand short-term rentals and the different ways you, I mean, you know, when you talk to like that flip, that first flip that we did, um, our short term, like looking back on our short term rental income over that first year, it pretty much that first year paid for that, the renovation costs on that deal. So we got that money back. And then, you know, everything after that first year is kind of gravy. You know, well, that, that kind of opens up the possibility of not necessarily flipping some properties. If you can get all your money back in one year, there are a lot of investors that, that would hang on to that property, mm -hmm. you know, and get that yeah. money back in one year and just keep renting it and, you know, putting money in our pocket. So, and we've yeah, had we, two, sorry. sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Heidi. We've had two properties that we actually um, sold. We, we uh, short term rented for, you know, a year or two years and we sold them and we made really good profit. Like the one we last did was $40,000. We made off that one. And it was just a town home. And we just, because we let it, you know, the equity accumulate for a couple of years and then we sold it and now we can put more money into doing you know um more so mm -hmm. yeah i love that because like we had another another guest on christina that is actually down here in fort lauderdale and she she does the same thing so she buys single families and she funds 
So the way that she did it, which was super interesting, is she takes uh, zero interest uh, one-year credit cards and she'll put all the rehab on it. And then she'll put all the Airbnb money towards paying that bill off. So pretty much getting interest-free money for the year. And then on the second year, once she's paid off with the rehab, she has it, she built up a bunch of equity and then she'll refinance them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's very, it's literally, again, like how many ways do you know? Like you can play this game in, in all shapes and forms. Knowledge and education is power, you know. And, and tell me my, a little bit more about like the mailers. Cause that's interesting. I know a lot of folks do that on like the multifamily side or the, the fix and flip side. Are you sending mailers directly to owners that have properties that you guys want to manage or master lease or how are you targeting like what does that look like what does that type of campaign look like for you guys yeah we just we just really started doing a lot a little bit more direct marketing because we were just kind of getting most of our our deals you know from other people um referrals so we just really kind of got into that so what what we're doing right now is we're kind of going after properties we would want to short-term rent and um so we're directly, you know, directly marketing to those guys. And right now we're just doing direct mail. We're going to do some, um, you know, voicemail uh, call drops and um, and just knocking on doors. I got, you know, our son's helping us do some, just some drive-bys. Uh, he works for Amazon. So that kind of comes in handy. He can make some money on the side you know, doing that, what he's already doing. So, uh, And that's what I wanted to touch on. We tell all of our friends and family, if you see houses that are all grown up, if you see houses that have for sale uh, by owner or, um, you know, somebody's renting a house and you see a sign, you know, just a generic sign in the yard, you know, they're probably not going to have it on Zillow or anything like that or be with an agent. I said, you give that property to us, we will give you a $500 referral if we close on it. So it motivates our friends and family to bring all these properties to us and we just research it, see if it's in the right area. And then, you know, if they, if we end up closing on it, they get 500 bucks mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's an easy way because if they're driving in places we haven't drove and they're all over the, you know, Charleston, they're bringing us houses like all the time. Look at this house. Look at that house. Look at this house, you know? So that's an easy way that we can get, um, and your friends and family to, if somebody doesn't know how or where to start, that's an easy way to start. Mm-hmm. And are Does these that properties make- that you guys are going to purchase or are these for master lease or co-host? Like what is your primary strategy right now? Well, I mean, first of all, we, we'd like to own them um, because, you know, we look at our numbers, you know, we just kind of looked at them over the past year and we find like, you know, certain properties tend to do better than other ones not that they don't all do all do pretty good we just you know you can make you know maybe double to triple on some some types of properties in, in that in our area so we kind of zero in on those we, we definitely would want to own those but like i said we got different you know tools in our bag if we can't work out a, a ownership plan where we own it we you know we can also manage it you know for somebody else and get a percent and that's fine too or just rent it out and guarantee to rent you know, we do rental arbitrage as well. We have, you know, a few properties that we do that. And we even have apartments that we um, have a couple rental on and they're three bedrooms and we cater to, you know, the larger families. Yeah. So I forgot about that property managers too. Yeah. Yep. 
So we just find those apartment deals that, you know, apartments that are actually pretty new that they're going up, they're getting given incentives. They might be given away like free month rent for two months or, you know, money off. And it really worked out for us. That's the cheapest way to get in actually Mm -hmm. like on the apartments. You know, we, I mean, you you pay like a, you get, you might get a a free month's rent or two and, you know, maybe put down $500, you know, pro, uh, security deposit on it. And then all you got to do is come up with the furniture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they're new. So usually they're just looking to put up occupancy and not really care who goes in there because they right. want to resell it. Right. Or they want to refinance it. Exactly. So there's probably not a lot of rules. Um, I love it. And like, you guys do so many things every time I'm like, I do a lot of things and then I talk to you guys and you have like a whole family and, and I'm like, shit, I need to do more stuff. Well, that's, um, that's what we do. We talk to other people too. And we're like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, so pretty much if I understood then it's you find what you want area asset class or whatever, you know, works. And then once you get in front of this person, it's really like he who is most flexible wins. Right. So you go to like, what do you want? We can buy it. Do you want us to rent it for you? We can rent it. Do you want us to rent it from you? We can do it. Mm-hmm. So you're really like, how do you want it? We can do it. Um, exactly. We literally might just lay out three different options of how we can take over that property. So like our offer might have like three offers within it. Like if you want us to take over the mortgage and you know, this way, or, you, or we, we'll do a lease option from other owners as well. Um, so we'll put that on the table. Or just a straight up, you know, if it's a landlord, they might, or uh, sometimes the owner, they might be willing to rent it to us. So we just put it out there, see what they want to do, give and, them options. And three is the key. Don't give them more than three options. <laughs> I don't give them too many. <laughs> <laughs> that, that gets really, you know, then people want to run. But <laughs> yeah, that's too much. Too yeah, many things on the much. menu. <laughs> yeah. Um, so where do you guys see in your specific market? Where do you see now, like COVID kind of happens? COVID is kind of still here. Not really. Maybe who knows where do you see like the next couple of months going? Where do you see the industry going? Like what is your, your feeling? I think it's wonderful. Uh, It's here to stay. I mean, if anything, you know, COVID has shown us that short-term rental is here to stay because if it was going to go under, that would have been it, you know, and, it was looking kind of murky there, like right out the gate when everybody was canceling. I mean, you know, across the yeah. board. Yeah. But then people started rebooking, you know, just, you know, and the calendar started filling back up. And then we're like, you know, some people had some of the best months, you know, they've ever had. You yeah. Know? And we did. Yeah, we did. We, we, we still had did the best well. months we've had. And one, one guy rented, you know, one of our units, $7,000 for a month, yeah. you know, and that was great, you know, and that was for an investor and he was very happy. It was, you know, just, um, and that's what I think is about, you know, is your investors happy? Are we performing for them? And they've been very happy with us. And I think that's, you know, even if ours didn't do as well, I want theirs to do the best. And and they Mm -hmm. really did. And when we put those two apartments on, those two, three bedroom apartments, then COVID hit. It was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? But then, you know, we just wrote it out and now they're being booked like, you know, every single week and we are good, you know, and we just got, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we just got another one that wants to be in one of the other units for a month. So we're getting like, you know, pretty long, pretty much Mm -hmm. longer bookings now. And, um, Mm -hmm. 
that reminds me, relocation companies is another good one. We got mm-hmm. a relocation company that's booked one of our properties. We just extended it today until the end of December. So, get a hold of yeah. those companies. I love, I love them. Yeah, they're amazing. And also because nobody, you don't know who's paying the bill, and nobody seems to care. If they're always like, yeah, sure, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, it's it is it nice. I'm like, yeah, it's nice. It's like, you'll take it. Or even you know? insurance companies, people's, you know, with their houses, we have one lady, her house has just got flooded and they've had to rent from us for months. And so they have a, um, a unit in the insurance company that, you know, um, puts people into different houses and, and, um, and we've had really good success with that too. So. Yeah. So how do you find those, how do you find those relationships? Cause that's interesting. I, I always say like relocation is its own niche and it's anywhere, quite frankly, um, whether it's from an emergency or a job relocation. So how do you find like relocation placement agencies and insurance agencies to work with? Um, you know, a lot of times, like I think that one, they actually reached out to us, mm-hmm. you know, because, well, their client reached out to us. And then, so then we started talking to the relocation company. We're like, well, Hey, how can we get some more of these deals from you guys? Like, so, and so now we're on their list. And Um, and they just said, you know, just what I would do is call them, call the insurance companies and um, they'll give you um, instructions to get on their, you know, their housing list. So. um, Yeah. I love that. It's not hard. (laughs) No, and, and it's really like, yeah. what, it's, what it's funny is, and I think we had this, was this the last podcast we did, Mike, the, the nine type of travelers? Like, this has been a thing that has really helped us down here during the off season is people doing renovations, home renovations, and, and not wanting, like, buying or closing a house. So I work personally with a lot of real estate agents. I'm like, hey, if you ever have a client that needs place in between kind of stays, I pay your commission. If they go to a Hilton, you won't get anything anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. And the home renovations. So it's really like, once again, it's like, where can you find people <laughs> where you can find them and how you can help them? You know? So if you have more people um, and the idea with the family, um, maybe that will make my, me like my family more if they started bringing me real estate deals. Um, so I'll probably t- tell them. I'm like, I'll, I'll give you money if you bring me deals. Um, so that's, it's worth a try, you know? Mm-hmm. There you go. Christmas and Thanksgiving will be totally different. <laughs> so, yeah, seriously. Hopefully I get so some how presents. Has, how has your operation, I guess, evolved, you know, as you went from having that first one and then you had a second and a third and all the way up to nine? Like, what does that look like for you guys? Like, what types of systems do you have in place for automation or team members or, or what does that look like for you guys now oh man you want to take that one <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> it is a lot but you know you, you don't just start out and then have all this stuff you have to start out and it's gradually you gradually you know go into your systems and gradually um find different things that will help you with you know bookings and and messaging and all that stuff we actually have an office person now which i love her to death and she takes care of my messaging she takes care of you know all the major like problems that we have and the bookings and the people that are coming in um and our system so if one um 
uh, system is not complying with the rest of it, she goes in there, she fixes it. So it frees us up. I have um, two wonderful maids that work all the time. Um, and then we're constantly hiring more. Um, a laundry person. A laundry person. Laundry. I have a laundry person. And this is so weird. I, I wanted to uh, buy a laundry mat. And this is like so hard to buy a laundry mat around here. So what I did is I took a, um, a storage unit. And it is um, air controlled. And it's on the bottom level. And I built my laundry facility. I bug controlled it, everything, you know, that thing is, you know, got air conditioning, it's got heat in the winter. And um, so I have racks and racks of my laundry and my laundry lady can go there, not my house and take care of all the laundry. And I, and I found a laundry mat that does my laundry and she just picks it up and folds it, puts it up. And I mean, it, it, it this was, that was like the biggest thing is trying to keep maids trying to um you know figure out the laundry dilemma because mm -hmm. you know that that was just really hard because once you have so many properties and they're turning over really fast you're not going to be able to do all the laundry in the units with us we have bigger properties we focus on three bedrooms four bedrooms so those properties are a lot of towels way too yeah. much yeah it's way too much so to relieve them from doing the laundry we just hired somebody and she's doing a great job she brings them the laundry and then she takes the old ones out put takes the laundromat takes the new ones, puts it in the laundry and she just, you know, rotates them. Mm. So that is like my biggest, hugest, like, aha this year. Like I I'm very happy. Yeah. It's freed me up to be able to do so much stuff. Yeah. And I, and I love that point because that's, that's the thing that when you grow to scale that you don't think about. Right. And, and by the same time we had, um, is the whole concept of like, what does hospitality as like hotels do very well mm -hmm. and hotels that's what it is right like they have everything is done everything is clean everything is in the cart so they show up with the cart the dirty stuff goes inside the cart and then gets given to somebody else and somebody else washes it and puts it back mm -hmm. and that's how we run our stuff too it's just like my team shows up with this huge and you can buy them from amazon there's this huge xl laundry bags that you can close with those exactly and then they show up they throw all the stuff inside and then they bring another bag that has all the clean stuff and especially because when you're doing big houses and i don't know if this only happens in florida but if we had eight towels or have 26 towels they'll use all the fucking towels yeah it doesn't matter how long they're staying somehow every single towel gets used in the house so then you have to rewash everything and the sheets and everything else Mm -hmm. So really, and especially because yours are all not, not all in one location, right? You kind of have them. Yeah. A little bit everywhere. Wow. Yeah. So having, having a single location for the laundry, it's so important. And it's a problem that you only have when you, when you grow to how, scale. Because How geographically dispersed are they? Because that is <clears throat> a huge advantage of concentrating on an area. Whereas my portfolio is really dispersed. Yeah. Like we have that economies of scale at the hotel, but most of the portfolio is a couple units here, a couple units there. So I guess how dispersed are those nine units for you guys? Like is all of the supplies in that one storage unit for all of yes. them? Yes, but the okay. storage unit is central. So most of the time, um, if they're in James Island, they are always going by the storage unit. You know, she's always going, she always goes there anyways. 
and if she has to go to Somerville, she can, you know, it's, it's, it's just central to everything. So she's going by there either one way or another. And so is the laundromat. The laundromat is five minutes away from the storage area uh, to drive there. So we wanted something that was, you know, was very close, very, you know, centralized. centralized yeah. And um, so, and it's centralized with my house too. So if I have to go to the storage unit, it's like five minutes away. Yeah. And, and so I, I made it so that way, if in case of emergency, I had to go and do something, I wasn't going to have to drive all the way, you know, for half an hour to get there. Um, and so that just really worked out, you know, for us as well. Um, how do these people get paid? So do they get like part of the exit cleaning fee? They got a percentage of your, because they get a percentage of your management fee. What, what kind of payment structure did you guys make for them? We actually, um, I paid the laundry person, um, huh? not, I mean, out, out of what, you know, our, our, you know, profits are, mm -hmm. but we, um, we charge an extra, like more for our cleaning fee. We don't charge less than 150 bucks. Yeah. Same. So, but that includes, that includes money in there for supplies, the laundry and the cleaner. Right. Know? So, um, and the hot tubs. You know, well, we do a hot tub fee too. Yeah. So we do a $79, um, you know, resort fee. We do a cleaning fee, which we don't call it a cleaning fee anymore. Yeah. Little, little tip. Um, <laughs> if you've ever had cancellations on Airbnb and you know how to refund their cleaning fee, we don't call our fees cleaning fees. Call them something else. And then if somebody cancels, you get to keep that fee. We just had it happen this week. So what did you call it? Community fee, resort fee, anything except the cleaning, uh, cleaning or linen fee, because those are both considered cleaning fees. Airbnb will refund it if they cancel. And not only that, if if you have somebody that stays in your property that is absolutely um, a pig, <laughs> you can ask for the cleaning fee because you did not have a cleaning fee. True. So I mean, if you have, want more for your cleaning because you have to pay your maids more to clean the house you can ask for a cleaning fee because it wasn't in your in your description and then instead of airbnb or vrbo saying that you already have a cleaning fee they'll say okay because there is no cleaning fee we'll um grant you a cleaning fee that's some that's some ninja tip right there that's, that's, <laughs> i have yeah. never heard of anybody doing that that never awesome. heard that and it's brilliant because people okay. they're comparing <laughs> apples to apples and they're like, Oh, these people don't charge me a cleaning fee. Psych is just hidden somewhere else and you get them. Call it something else. <laughs> Good. You you see, this, but guys, this is this is the beauty of the more you learn, the more ways you have to play the game. Right? So this as you can tell, Heidi and Scott are super outside of the box kind of thinkers when it comes to a lot of things like i don't know anybody that would rent a storage unit and build a shelf of laundry facility so like that is that like i don't know anybody else that would do that so like it but it's all a matter of can you think it can you implement it and then just run with it right we'll see the storage unit has one plug in it so we have put a, a camera inside the storage unit put an extra wi-fi in there so anybody that goes into the storage unit, I can see them from my phone. And, so, and it's a ring, so they can talk to us. Yeah, so they can talk to us when they're in there. And if they, so we have it all set up for 
the Wi-Fi, the um, um, the ring door, like the ring camera, and everything. So we know about the storage unit. where I just push a button. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a high-end storage unit. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Picturing, like the metal door that goes up. But yeah. you got like yes, <laughs> it is yes, drive up. Yeah, drive up, and she can just drive her van up right there, and and it's big. It's really big. I should send you a picture of it. But, yeah, I really um, love that. But yeah, so I have um, plenty of room. I have a table in there for her to fold. I, I even have a small iron in there in case she needs to like iron out some of the yeah, pillowcases I mean, and stuff We couldn't like rent that. a place anywhere else cheaper, you know, and we're not living there. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're fine with it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um. So what has this become your, because when I, the last time we spoke, Heidi was still selling real estate having to like jump over snakes. I think it was one of the stories. Uh, <laughs> so are you guys doing that still apartment syndication or has that become just, you You just do this now? Yeah, I renewed my license just because I'm not letting that go. Yeah, no, we um, can't. That's not but, a thing uh, yeah, that's, I'm not doing any of that stuff. And it's, I don't care if somebody's selling a million dollar house. I just can't. I can't, I can't, I refer it out. <laughs> so it just, because it's not, it, to me, it's not as fulfilling as doing this. This is mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're not waiting 45 days to get a check that may or may not happen. We get money every single day, as you guys know, like it just comes in, it flows. You're, you're helping people on a daily basis. You know, you're, you're always, um, I don't, I don't know. It, it just seems like it's so much more fulfilling to do short-term rental, to do vacation rental, because you're not just, you know, catering to people that are on vacation or bachelorette parties. You're catering to people that have funerals. You're catering to people that, you know, um, are coming in and they've had surgery or, or something, you know, they're building like building a little hospital inside of your home and, and stuff. So especially with COVID, we'd had people um, from New York come and just, you know, hang out for three months in one of our properties and just, you know, um right out the storm yeah right out the storm i mean they just stayed there and 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 they enjoyed themselves instead of being in new york during the whole thing so to me i feel like that is more rewarding but literally it's probably been every year you know yeah no and that's and that's kind of like we we have these questions for all of our guests as we kind of get to see where they're at it's like the level of freedom that comes with this business and like to me and Mike has been obvious, right? But I love to have a guest on that I know how much you guys used to grind with with all these other different things. I mean, like, so what has this business done for you? And to be able to hear that you're like, yeah, I don't sell real estate. I don't have to walk over snakes anymore. That's not a thing that I do. No matter what, no matter how much you're going to pay me, the quality of my life is higher now. So mm-hmm. I do this over that. To me, that's, that's, that's the name of the game. You know, if you can do that, and create our life worth living. Mm-hmm. What else do you need? Yeah, it's it's awesome. And and during this whole time, also we were able to you know just redo our house, get our house done. Um, so that has been a big, huge, you know, great thing that's happened this year too. And I'm just awesome. I'm really happy because people ask you how mm-hmm. is your 2020 because everybody is a lot of people are really down about it and I'm just like I, I can't say that I mean I can't say that it's been a bad thing mm-hmm. for me we're you blessed. know yeah we're blessed. very blessed 
Loads I'm of very music. blessed. So that's amazing. To me, it's when like luck meets preparation in a sense. You know, I mean, you guys have done a lot of work over the years that Mike and I have known you to kind of make this happen. But it is also very awesome to see it just kind of like all come together. And I'm glad that you guys got some good cleaners because I remember that those conversations <laughs> know, that we were right? having a couple of years ago. I was like praying <laughs> for you guys. We, you know, we we were doing everything. We hired people full time. We were doing contractors. We hired, you know, a cleaning company. And, you know, that worked great for a while until the cleaning company bailed us. And then we were oh. right at Christmas. Yeah, the, then, night, the night before. Then we lost all our cleaners. Eve, <laughs> like, the night before Christmas Eve. I sent them like a thousand dollar check and they sent me an email like an hour later that says, I'm sorry, we can no longer work for you. I'm like, what? <laughs> so yeah, but, if you're using a cleaning company and you got a bunch of properties, keep that in mind. Cause we kind of got burned on that deal. So yeah. So always, you know, get like two or three people. Cause if you lose one, then at least you can fall back on yeah. another, but you know what? It was a blessing in disguise and we got through it just like we do everything. We always get through it. We always, you know, um, one way or another, we always just get through it and we do it and that's what we do and we figure it out and keep going. Yep. We solve problems. That's <laughs> what we do, but I love okay. that. Yeah. Well, before uh, we be before we wrap things up with the last question, and I'm really anxious to ask you guys this question: um, Where can folks learn more about you guys and your properties, and what you guys are up to? And if they have any deals that they want to pass your way, where can they send them to and get in touch with you guys? Sure. So you can go uh, to our direct booking website and look at our properties. It's uh, stayfuncharleston.com. Mm -hmm. And if you want to shoot us an email, um, you can shoot it to me at Scott at stayfuncharleston.com as well. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again for being here. And the final question that we like to ask all of our guests is, what is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? Oh man, good question. Um, perseverance. Just, yeah. <laughs> Be, yeah, perseverance. Amen. Uh, not everybody <laughs> said yes. Not everybody is going to say yes. So you got to take their nose and don't, uh, you know, let it, you know, sink your ship and just keep going, you know? Yep. Yep. Don't I let, love that. don't let, don't let the, the people that stay with you that have bad attitudes get you down. Cause there's mm. a lot of people that stay that really appreciate what you do. Yep. Yeah. So, but just, that's my word. Perseverance. <laughs> that's a really good. persevere. Yeah, so I awesome. would say as 2020, let the Karens be Karens and just, move on to the next guest because there is always a nice guest after a Karen mm -hmm. that comes through and destroys your life. So as long as you keep going, you're good, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. You're going to get those. You're going to get some of those uh, guests, no matter what you do, you're not going to be happy or, uh, you know, yeah. The owner restaurant the day up and they think they're going to get a full refund. That's just, you know, the way it goes. Oh, we've had some guests too. We had one that was really ugly to us and bashed us on Facebook and everything. But you could do it probably a whole show on just guest I stories. Know, right? Well, we're going to. We're going to yeah. do a Halloween special, Halloween horror. Oh, I have some stories. You should send us some. You should send us some. We'll read them. Yep. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's definitely in in theme for october and i think it'll be really funny because i have we all have some stories so i think it, yeah that's the exception not the rule though so yeah exactly 100 oh, yeah. 
it is. And it's totally worth it though. When you get those nice reviews, when people like are so appreciative, it just makes it so worth it. Yeah. yeah. You just forget about, you're never going to please everybody. There's always that one that's just like, God, you are a miserable human, but whatever. Uh, well, and you, one- you can tell them, you, you can tell them out right out the gate. Like we have like kind of zeroed in and we try to weed it, weed out some of those folks. We're but, like, uh, how are you average? I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we've had people like, you know, that, that want to eat ramen noodles in our hot tubs. And I mean, we've had it all. I think we've seen yeah. it all. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. I love it. Well, thank you guys again <laughs> so much for being here. Uh, I've really enjoyed, you know, knowing you guys over the last few years, seeing you guys evolve throughout your real estate careers and taking this thing off and going full time. It's, it's been really cool. And you guys have given me some great advice, you know, years ago too, when I was getting started. So thank you yeah. guys for everything. And today, no extra clean fees, no more. <laughs> likewise likewise yeah. my friends we've gotten great advice from you guys and love the show yeah. and just keep going man love it thank you Appreciate thank you, you. you alright guys we'll talk soon alright take, take care hey STR Nation if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review and in the comments let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.